0: You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, Carterville Church family. Jeremy Stroh and Corey here with you. We enjoyed walking yesterday um, through Acts 17 and talking about uh, looking for opportunities to share Scripture and to teach Scripture to folks in your story. I recognize, boy, that can be a challenge. It can be tough. Um, There are some relationships that it might be a little easier in, but in general, having good gospel conversations um, can be a challenge. So this morning we're going to spend some time in Acts 17 where Paul visits Athens. Um, There's some good and encouraging words here that can help us um, Mm -hmm. start putting discipleship and Scripture in our relationships and emotions. So here we go. Acts chapter 17, verse 16. And so they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, and they said, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting, for you bring some strange things to our ears, and we wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. And so Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription. that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way toward Him and find Him. But He is actually not far from each of us, for in Him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed His offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. No, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent, because He has fixed a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom He has appointed. And of this He has given assurance to all by raising Him from the dead. And now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some of them mocked Him, but others said, We will hear from you again about this. And so Paul went out from their midst. But some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysius the Areopagite and a woman named Damaris. And others with them. So we see Paul reaching out to a big group here, three different groups. We see Jews, we see God fears, we see Mm -hmm. people in the marketplace and philosophers. I think one of our first questions, Corey, is who am I uniquely able to reach? What do we see here? Well, first, you know,
1: we want to understand that God equips us to uniquely reach people around us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's when you think about the grand scheme of how God designed His church, His bride, it's a beautiful thing. It's diverse, but in that diversity, each person is equipped to uniquely reach people for the gospel and God's glory around them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a beautiful thing so that you, Stro, can reach people that you're uniquely able to that I might not be able to or Ben's not able to. Um, so it's a, a really a unique part of God's design for his church that each one of us in our own spheres and our atmospheres around us, where we work or wherever, that God has equipped his people, his church, to uniquely able to reach specific people.
0: Oh, yeah. And you um, see that, man, student ministry. It's amazing to me how there are certain students I can't mentor or disciple mm-hmm. very well. Like, they'll hear me, but... Yeah. There are certain small leaders who they just connect with. Or how there are some students who can connect with other students and share the gospel in a way that I never could. Mm-hmm. There's just a different a different value there. So how does a person figure that out, Corey? How does a person figure out who they're uniquely able to reach? Do you have any thoughts from mm-hmm. the text? Well, some
1: what we see in Paul's life, and especially in seventeen, it's made clear in Thessalonica again in Berea in the podcast yesterday that uh, Wherever Paul goes to journey, to share the gospel, um, he always first goes to the synagogue to reason with the Jews. I mean, you see it in Thessalonica and Berea and now in Athens. He always goes to the Jews first because we know from when Paul's testimony, he was a well-known, like his background was Jewish. I mean, he studied under one of the Uh, Gamaliel, one of the most well-known Jewish rabbis and very intellectual in the Jewish faith. Um, So he always, he has a good background to reach them. He's uniquely equipped to reach Jewish people for the gospel because he knows the language, he knows the culture of the Jews and what they believe, what they study, how they live, how they interact with one another. Mm. He knows all of that. And so God, in a way, for how we've been raised, our background, um, where we work, commonalities with different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even uh, just as like a a Saints fan, like favorite <laughs> sports sure, team, yeah. you know, just those little commonalities like that. Those little things present a doorway to have gospel centered conversation if we're intentional with it. And we recognize mm. that God has equipped his people to uniquely reach
0: Others around them. Yeah. So our first question this morning uh, that we want you to think about: Who are you uniquely able to reach? Who do you have things in common with? Um, who are you, and who do you have influence with? Who loves to listen to you? Who loves to share time and space with you? And are you using those relationships to share the gospel? Uh, who do you work with? Who do you laugh with? Uh, who do you enjoy watching games or making music with? Who are the people who are close to you? Who values your voice? God has uniquely made you to reach those folks and lean into that. Yeah, yeah and what I,
1: what I find in my story the most challenging part is that what do we do when they're— how do you reach the other person in the room that you may not have anything in common with? You don't know their background. You don't know much about their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no commonality. What, how do you reach that person in the room?
0: Yeah, and that's the good question. How do we reach the other people in the room? The people who are the other people in the town, the people who aren't like us, the people we have a hard time talking with? Because you're right, we see it with Paul here. Paul, um, he starts with the Jews and the God fears in the synagogue, but he doesn't stop there. He's having conversations with just anybody in the marketplace. And some of those folks, he probably found a little bit of a struggle finding common ground with Um, Epicurean philosophers and Stoic philosophers. He's having conversations that would certainly. Pull him a little bit outside of his comfort zone. Um, I mean, so what does he do? And I think we see a couple things from the text. First, um, how do we reach those other people? The first thing is that we have to care. We have to care about the people who aren't quite like us, who are different than us, who might be hard to reach. And that's what we see. First thing, as Paul was waiting in Athens for Silas and Timothy to catch up with him, his spirit was provoked within himself. Man, he was greatly disturbed. He was distressed. Because he saw the city was full of idols. Man, we have to be bothered that that people, people who aren't like us, people who we might struggle to find some common ground with, those people were created by God and they may be walking away from God. They may not know His truth. They may not know His story. It should bother us when we see those people who aren't like us, who aren't following Jesus. Instead of going, I can't really do anything. Here we should go. Even if it's hard for me, they're not following Jesus and that's okay. too important um, for me to just give it up because it would make me uncomfortable. So first, we have to care. We have to actually want to see them follow Jesus. Um, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is we see he walks around and he begins to understand their culture. He does a good job of understanding who they are, what they think, how they speak, and how they talk. And so the first thing, listen and build relationships Um Appreciate some common ground. Find some things that we have in common. And so Paul begins by actually caring. He begins by listening. And he looks for some common ground that he can appreciate, that they can mm-hmm. kind of build on. But, and this is probably the most important thing, he doesn't get lost there. Instead, he accentuates or he focuses in on the gospel. He never forgets the gospel. He leans into it and it's uh, it's a big deal to him. And so in those relationships, if we're not careful, I have found relationships where it's a little bit tricky for me because... We don't always see things the same way, and there's a lot of differences. I'll really hype up the common ground. I'll really take time to listen and understand them, but I always am very slow to get into sharing the gospel, very slow to sharing some ideas. And I don't want to be pushy or a bully. I don't want to run someone over. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, if we're not careful, we can forget that this new relationship that God has grown with people who are a little bit different than us Mm -hmm. um, is actually supposed to be about the good news of Jesus. Yeah. bringing life and hope, reconciling us to them in a really beautiful way and reconciling them back to God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I would say. When you look across the room and you go, I don't know these guys. I don't know what we even begin to talk about. Okay, um, I would say pray, care enough to go over and have a conversation. Listen, find some common ground, and then don't forget that at some point you're going to want to ask them, hey, what do you know about the gospel? Mm-hmm. What do you believe about our God? Um and to really bring that conversation to its most fruitful place, which would be the love of God and His plan to redeem the world.
1: Yeah, and I pray for our church family and our people at Carterville that, man, we recognize God's heart for mankind, uh, that He desires that all man would come to repentance to Him, to salvation through Jesus. Um, whether that is the person that you work with, that you have a ton of in common uh with and similarities with or it's that person across the street your neighbor that you're very different your culture is different the music that you listen to is very different but either way i pray that our people would recognize god's heart and that we would strive to be intentional have conversations
0: with both Hmm. all right we're praying for you today that god will use you to reach out and share the gospel with others thanks for being with us